0: And Welcome to Benevolence, where kindness matters and all are welcome to the table. I'm your host, Ceci Diaz. First and foremost, I want to thank each and every one of you for supporting me on Benevolence. I pray that as you tune in every week, you are empowered, blessed, and encouraged to be the best version of yourself. You are tuning into Episode 6, In The Waiting. On this episode of Benevolence, I have the pleasure of having a very special new long-distance friend join me at the table. I've been following her for almost a year and from what I've seen she is the sweetest person I've ever met. I don't think I've I've seen her not smile. She's always smiling. And I appreciate that. Cause it's like it's like even when I'm having a bad day, I see your stories or I see your posts. I'm like ah. I can do this. (laughs) She exemplifies so much strength due to her courageous journey in which she will give us insight on in a few. And if you follow her, she is an amazing ESE um, preschool teacher motivational speaker who has a heart of gold and I'm so blessed and honored to finally get to personally meet her and to have her tell us her story. So without further ado, I have Jocelyn Lopez joining me at the table today. Hey girl. Hello
1: Cece. <laughs> oh my goodness, thank you so much for just having me here at your table. It means Absolutely. a lot. Thank you. A lot. Thank, thank you. you for being here all the way from Broward County. Yes, <laughs> you made it. <laughs> so you. before we begin, um, just tell us, a little bit about yourself absolutely so my name's Joss um I like to be you know everyone close calls me that mm-hmm. and um I'm a teacher like you shared I teach students that are developmentally delayed and speech impaired uh language impaired as well um it's my second year so I enjoy it a lot um I graduated from the University of Miami Yay. so any Canes fans <laughs> out there um we definitely are uh thankful you know for that opportunity um god god gave me that for sure um to be able to graduate from there Mm -hmm. um he provided when i tell you he provided that so Mm -hmm. uh thankful for that and um i love target oh my gosh who's a target Target. fan i love (laughs) target i love it absolutely um it brings a lot of joy yeah <laughs> to my heart in the dollar section yes it does. <laughs> but yes i go to church in maranatha hollywood florida and i serve there in any way i can nice so i'm here
0: thank you so much yes. i'm so happy that you're here you. so if you're wondering how we got this to happen um, we took advantage of convention, yeah. FMD convention. If you're out there and you're from, and yeah. you're from any of the churches that are in um, Florida Multicultural District, yes, um, we just took the opportunity. I just oh, grabbed yeah. her because yep. I knew she was coming that's up. I'm <laughs> can you be a benevolence,
1: please? Oh yes. <laughs> so we made so cool. it happen.
0: So I'm really glad. I'm, it's a pleasure to finally meet you. And it's a, it's here. I'm already blessed to have you here. Oh my gosh, so. thank
1: you. Thank you. So without further
0: <laughs> ado, um. This I'm trying I was telling you that I was like I don't want to do an interview type thing you right. know I'm the first four episodes of Benevolence um for season 4 it's been more interview style but I wanted to bring like, bring in someone for you know just to kind of tell us their testimony Yeah um so I'm not going to ask questions unless I something comes up and sure. I'm curious to know more sure. about yeah. but this is all about you I wanted you to share your story Um, It's a powerful story for those of you that have already, that follow her on Instagram. Um, She just puts out her journey out there for everyone. She shares, um, she shares what she's, what she goes through and her updates on Facebook and Instagram, and she's just a blessing. So I wanted her to come in here to kind of share her life, her journey, what God has done in her life and you know, maybe I'm sure, 100% sure that it's going to bless others. So go ahead, Joss.
1: The floor is yours. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I'm here uh, sharing with all of you my story. It's the first time that I've been given this opportunity to kind of give more detail and kind of uh, share those transparent moments um, that I did go through and that I am going through. So I'll start off with just where it began Uh, six years ago. Um, In April 2013, uh, that's where it began. And I was a full-time teacher's assistant at the moment uh, for students with special needs. 23 years old, I was going to school part-time, trying to begin my bachelor's degree journey with education. And uh, just a year before that, my father um, had a massive stroke Mm. so that changed my whole family Mm -hmm. um just being having to support him he's left side immobile so we had to really help him get back to where he can at least even be independent so um being there for my father that was a major change as well that was just one year before things changed in my life Mm -hmm. as well as i was serving in ministry in every ministry um and as someone who loves to serve. I'm that server, I'm that giver, I'm the one who says yes, I'm the one that goes. So um, being serving a ministry all the time um, during that season as well. uh, You can imagine I was nonstop every single day, gotta Mm -hmm. go do this, gotta Mm -hmm. take care of something. And so I was usually, and I still am on the go.
0: Um,
1: At that time I was the same and I was working as a full-time teacher's assistant again And from one day to the next, I just felt this unusual one week of sharp pain in my body near my abdomen area. And I was having nosebleeds all of a sudden. I had lost 40 pounds in just a few weeks. Wow. And since I was too stubborn to go to urgent care, Mm -hmm. uh, after seven days of experiencing this horrible pain near my abdomen, my mom Uh, You got to thank God for your mom because my mom finally convinced me I needed to go in. And I honestly thought whatever was taking place, this pain that was happening, I thought it would just pass. Like, mom, no big deal, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was going to be just fine. But she convinced me and I went in. uh, I went in. They took blood work. They took labs, tests, and they just prescribed me Mm -hmm. with some pain medication. I was out the door. Maybe in 20 minutes. Okay. And um, I went back home with, to be honest, a very like an attitude of like, like this was a waste of my time because I just felt in my head, it's no big deal. Mm -hmm. This pain is just, it's going to pass. And um, they told me that I would come, that I would receive my results come Monday. Yeah. And so the weekend was over and Monday came around And I'm still slumped over from the pain in my side. And Mm -hmm. so what was interesting, though, was at 5 a.m. that very day, before work, before the business of my day, that very morning, God woke me up out of my sleep. And it could have been the pain also Mm -hmm. uh, that woke me up, but it was totally the voice of God. And he woke me up and he asked me one question. And he told me, Jocelyn, do you trust me? And I responded like, casually. (laughs) Um, yes, Lord, Mm -hmm. I trust you. Of course I do. You know me, Mm What's up? you know, Mm -hmm. and he then told me something is going to happen today, but I need you to trust me. Wow. And I said, okay, Lord, I will without a question. So no big deal. Right. I go to work pain in my side. I am trucking through the day. And then I get that phone call at Monday morning at work. And I get a phone call from the urgent care clinic and they said, Miss Lopez, we have your results from your labs and we need you to come into the clinic. And I remember telling them, I'm sorry, I can't leave work right now. I'm Mm -hmm. with my students. And is there any way you can tell me these results over the phone? She then replied, Miss Lopez, we need you to come immediately. You need to leave work. And when she got Kind of quick and rude. (laughs) I was like, oh, it got serious really fast. Mm -hmm. So I knew I had to leave work and I left work. And I drive over to the urgent care. And the whole time Mm -hmm. I'm driving, that moment that I had with God, that very morning, it didn't hit me yet. Mm -hmm. He told me something was going to happen. But I never correlated it to this because I thought this week of just this random pain was no big deal. And so I arrived to the clinic and the doctor sits me in the room. She then shares a statement with me that would change my life forever uh, from that point on. And so she shared with me that my blood work results came back. And those results showed signs of leukemia cells. Wow. It tells me that I have a dangerous amount of white blood cells in my body. Um, I had 400,000 white blood cells when the average person has 4,000. So I reproduced wow. 400,000 white blood cells and so she explained that instead of fighting the infection my body was actually shutting down due to the overcrowding and overdevelopment of Mm. these cells so she said she can't tell me what kind of leukemia i have yet but that i needed to go to the emergency room immediately so she called my family and that was an an interesting phone call um we of course never expected that to happen and Mm. so Uh, We rushed to the hospital, and they came and picked me up and rushed to the hospital, and just kind of time froze for a second, and that's when the real, real story begins. Um, I went to the hospital, and for the first three days, I had absolutely no idea what type of cancer I even had, so I felt like that guinea pig. uh, I felt like that science experiment because Mm -hmm. I just went through... Possibly every test imaginable. I wasn't familiar with leukemia, so no one in my family has cancer. Mm. And you can imagine, yeah, the amount of questions Mm -hmm. I had in my head just being at 23 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, Those questions were like, would I die Mm -hmm. from this in a few months? Mm -hmm. Um, In a few weeks, would I ever get married? Uh, Would I have a career? Would I lose all my hair? Being a girl and losing your hair Mm -hmm. was probably my biggest fear and I, it's like, you, you can lose it, you know, hair, hair yeah. goes back, right? Mm-hmm. But it was such a focus of mine when it first came. And I think it's just because you hear cancer and you kind of automatically think, okay, yeah. the hair is going too. Mm-hmm, um, and so emotionally, you're not prepared for that. Mm-hmm. So um, that was a big question of mine. I was like, oh God, please help, mm-hmm. son, help. So um, also another question was like, how bad is chemo going to be? Mm-hmm. And hundreds of more, I mean, questions. I was just writing them in my phone, my concerns and my thoughts. And I was writing them down when I was in this hospital bed. And yet the entire time I had just this strong sense of peace over me. There was, I mean, sure questions, but a peace of God that came upon me wow. throughout that entire, those three days really were just like, what's happening, mm-hmm. you know? And those were the days that I believe God filled me with peace from the from the second I even walked in. Wow. So I was medically diagnosed on April twenty uh, third, two thousand thirteen, with chronic myeloid leukemia. Wow. And it's for sure. It's for short. Um, it's titled CML leukemia mm-hmm. cancer, which is a chronic blood cancer, and so it affects my bone marrow. And I was in the hospital for fifteen days. I underwent three blood transfusions. Wow. I experienced a painful bone marrow biopsy, just saying those words is painful, mm-hmm. um, where they stick this thick needle, I want you to just imagine, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this mm-hmm. thick needle in my lower spine and it removed a piece of my bone marrow to confirm what type of cancer it was. So oh, okay. that was the biopsy aspect of it. And they actually told me, they're like, miss, they're like, you just handled worse pain than childbirth so i was like oh wow well i guess i'm prepared then here um so they say so chemo started since day one even though i didn't know um yet what type of cancer it was but Mm -hmm. that did start since day one and i was isolated because my immune system was extremely low at the time as well so they told me i was anemic um, which would explain my nosebleeds that i was seeing in the beginning and they shared with me that the pain in my abdomen was actually an, an enlarged spleen. So my spleen was the size of a basketball. And that what's pain. The, what's
0: the normal size?
1: Oh my gosh. Probably like your fist. Okay. Because we don't,
0: you know, I don't know anything yeah. about our body. Oh my gosh. Honest.
1: Well, it's probably the size of your fist. Okay. And um, that's the pain that I was feeling, that hunched over pain. Wow. And uh, they said it could have erupted at any second. So I was like, wow, I should have listened to my mom a lot sooner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but thankfully, I did when I yeah. did. Um, um, so every doctor possible, from oncologists to infectious disease doctors, they wanted to be on my medical case. Because interestingly enough, this cancer, um, it's normally seen in older people, in ages of 65 and older. Oh. So me being diagnosed with this at 23 years old, was out of the norm in the medical world, and somehow I got that. Wow. Uh, There is a science behind it all, uh, which ended up being that a genetic chromosome switch in my DNA uh, happened, and it causes this type of leukemia to form. So it's not food-related, it's not hereditary or caused by environmental factors, um, but CML is a chronic, it's an everyday form of cancer, and that was new to me. Um, I've never heard having a chronic cancer. Yeah. Usually, uh, you know, you get more of the 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 cases where they have cancer for a certain season, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe surgery is an option. You know, treatment, whatever their medical treatment is. But to have an everyday chronic form mm-hmm. of cancer, lifelong, mm-hmm. uh, that was that was totally new to me. Now, so I my guess one of my questions yeah. is.
0: Usually, I don't know. I'm I'm not as educated in that, you know, in that subject. But usually, you know, there is like a cancer gene from a family member or something. And you said that there wasn't. Yeah, no,
1: no. I there's no. That's just
0: incredible. There like is I, no form. Um,
1: yeah, there's no history of leukemia in my family, my relatives, even. Which is why um, that chromosome, it, it, it kind of explains it, Okay. Um, where that switch did take place on one of my genes, And actually. there's no way to prevent that from happening? Well, that's where treatment will come in. Chemo um, will, will be that kind of um, shield, more so. It, okay. wouldn't, it wouldn't change the, the, the chromosome back, yeah. if that's what you're asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if it would switch it medically, that wouldn't take place. But I can kind of with treatment block there it's it kind of gets a little technical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it gets a little technical. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um but But it kind of like shields it. Yes okay. from from producing more, more. cells. Okay. I'm yes. sorry. No I was worries. Just so curious. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um this is an everyday, it's a lifelong cancer. And so, you know, I fast forward this six years later. I'm twenty nine years old now. Mm-hmm. I've been on chemotherapy every day uh, for the past six years. Wow. I made sure to take it this morning. Um, it is an oral chemo pill. Okay, I was going to ask that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. an oral chemo pill. Um, and I have this list of physical side effects from my chemo treatment Yeah, that I'll share. And my organs are even currently enlarged now due to the cancer and the treatment. Okay. So um, the what I kind of, what my life looks like Mm -hmm. is that I go to the hospital every three months and then I have a lot of blood work tests done and I get really important results um, that tell me if I have cancer or if I'm in remission. Um, In the CML world, I'll share this, there really is no remission. Okay. Um, It's considered undetectable phase. Mm -hmm. So we don't really get the the honor (laughs) or that sense of relief to say that cancer-free is, is happening, you know, wow. but um, undetectable is a phase where they're saying, hey, we don't see any more cancer cells okay. crowding or, or, or around. Okay. So that is probably the, the most um, milestone we want to reach. And
0: they, they draw your
1: blood? Yeah.
0: So does that
1: determine
0: that they can't see any cells from your whole body,
1: right? Oh, that's your question. Yeah. Yes, yes. So absolutely, yes. Okay. Yes, they are.
0: I'm, I am not educated in, in, in this. No, trust me. So I just I'm learning mention, new things every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. How how much? I'm sure they when they draw blood they draw. A oh, lot yeah. Of different yes. tubes and vials, yes. right? Because yes. they're yes. looking for I'm specific getting, things. Correct. Okay. I'm getting so loads of blood done. Okay. Victim. So that's just what I want to know. It's yeah. Like, when they draw your blood, they're checking your entire body. Yes. Like, they're not just specifically focusing on like your liver or whatever. Right. You know, because like what I know from cancer, because I lost three of my family members from cancer oh, wow. in 2015. Like oh, literally, wow. uh, I don't know, April. July and oh. October, and um, oh. two of them were colon. One was breast. And so what wow. I know of cancer is that you know it affects the it, it it comes. Obviously, it's in the blood, but it's like it. They find it like on an organ, right? Yeah, you understand what I'm yes. saying. So I'm not so familiar with like the blood aspect, of right? It. Like, and,
1: yeah, and they are just solely targeting that okay. they really are just going into um the blood because that's where they're going to find the results okay i'm sorry yes. it's absolutely
0: just, i'm trying to like process yes there's so <laughs> many forms yeah. in so
1: many ways absolutely okay thanks for asking that um but they did share with me that um i will have to remain on chemo treatment lifelong that's okay. that's something that i i do have to wow. grab and understand yeah. and accept um Medically, mm-hmm. or I can risk the that the cancer can develop into more severe cases of that leukemia. Um, there, you know, there's different forms of leukemia, and um, I've met so many people with AML, different forms, okay. and I've lost people that have passed away uh, due to higher forms of leukemia or different forms of leukemia, mm-hmm. and um, I've also. I'm on a kind of like this this Facebook community. Yeah, I was going to um, ask that. Yeah, that has mm-hmm. a lot of people that are diagnosed with CML. Okay. And um, they will randomly share, you know, out of nowhere, you know, so-and-so passed, you mm-hmm. know, with CML. So-and-so. Oh, okay. So it can get there. You know, mm-hmm. the body may not respond um, to specific treatment. There's yeah. different types of treatment. Um, there are six. I want to say, oral chemo treatments that CML patients can take, which okay. is amazing. Wow! Because five years ago, or a few years even more, uh, we wouldn't have a life expectancy like we do now. Wow! So thanks to technology, and thanks to medicine, mm-hmm. and thanks to clinical studies, we have seen treatment, chemo yeah. treatment, oral treatment that has ex- like totally allowed us to live and. Breathe. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Literally. That's amazing. Um, so really thankful for that. And I, I never knock um, chemo treatment. I never knock it because, you know, some have their strong opinions about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And and I can respect that 1,000%. But in my situation, it's what I need to mm-hmm. survive. Exactly. Uh, I trust God 1,000%. And I also trust that he created these doctors and medicine exactly. to, to aid the process. Mm-hmm. So gotta be wise and that's that's definitely something that i'm thankful for is my treatment that's one thing i do have to share because i often get those moments and those comments and Mm -hmm. and you you know you get those inquiries of like hey why why chemo treatment all Mm -hmm. the time you know why why that or there's other forms that you can deal Mm -hmm. with this and so i respect everyone because they're with great intentions however um medically this is what kind of works with the cml world Mm -hmm. (laughs) with this type of cancer so um transplants they're an option
0: okay
1: they are an option but a life-threatening option so the best thing that i can do medically is just remain on this oral chemo treatment daily and it's every day it's every day and um, it has to be taken at the same time or it'll kind of lose its effect um so that's something that i've had to to kind of accept so to bring some like light into this, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Um, into this crazy situation. Um, in the past six years, I've lost count of how many times I've been considered undetectable. I've been considered, quote unquote, cancer free. Wow. Um, so I've lost count how many times the Lord has healed me, which is absolutely wow. amazing. And I was the first year that I was diagnosed, 2013, I, I told God, I was like, God, I, I please, I need you to heal me within... Mm-hmm. Earlier than this year, I was like, just do it. Just do it. And he did it in six months and he wow, surpassed that. The Lord. So, I mean, who wouldn't celebrate that? And mm-hmm. that's the God we serve. And But then I've also lost count on how many times the cancer has come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've lost count how many times the doctors told me, Jocelyn, I'm I'm sorry, but we detected those cancer cells again. And the cancer has probably come back. I've lost count uh, over maybe 10 plus times. Wow. I truly don't even know how many times I have heard, um, you know, that CML has, uh, the, the the cells have been detected again. So, but today I can share yes. something amazing mm-hmm. that as of last month in October, um, I am undetectable. Yay. I am cancer free from uh, CML currently. And so... Uh, The journey continues, though, with Mm -hmm. chemo treatment. That will not stop. So I do have to continue with chemo treatment. I do have to continue with hospital visits and my blood work and a lot of faith and trust Mm -hmm. in this process. Um, So I'd never, um, well, not never, but I haven't heard this news in one whole year. The last time that I was considered undetectable was November 2018. So it was a long year of kind of like hoping. Yeah. <laughs> a long year of like going into the doctor and and wanting to hear that mm-hmm. the good news yes. and um and so when it it did finally come in October of last month, oh man, it just it was like a breath of fresh
0: air. It's amazing. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So if I can rewind um, back to like six years ago, back to that five a.m. encounter Mm -hmm. that I had with God that morning, my whole life would change. Um, I noticed He asked me this one question, and He said, "Jocelyn, do you trust me?" And so I had no clue cancer was coming my way. I had no clue how my life would just kind of change drastically that very day. I had no clue that uh, God was going to kind of reroute my life and disconnect me from my, just my very self, my self-dependency, my planned out agenda. And he took me out like on a detour straight to his ultimate will and purpose for my life. And I can really talk for such a long time about the way the Lord has been so faithful to me through all of this. And I can tell you so many things that he's done through my journey with cancer and the amount of people that kind of hear my story. And I think that's one thing that God placed in my heart was Jocelyn, just share what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. just share what the, the pains and the hurts share the results that aren't great and share those that are awesome. Mm -hmm. He wanted me to be open from the beginning and, uh, social media has really been such a tool, Mm -hmm. man, used by God for me to share my story with others. Um, with so many around the world, I'll get, Uh, a lot of awesome messages and dms sharing with me from new zealand and uh, germany that's awesome um and just i'm open about Mm -hmm. my faith in christ as well so they're also seeing cancer in the light of hope exactly so Mm -hmm. and true hope Mm -hmm. you know not just optimism not just like you can do it it's like Solid hope found in Christ. Exactly. So um, I'm really thankful that uh, social media can just bring a lot of people together, mm-hmm. like like us. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and um, pretty much, though, that's that's where I'm at right now in my journey. Uh, last October was where I am considered undetectable. Wow. And um, what's really cool is that my new doctor, I just got a new doctor, and she told me, Jocelyn, I want to monitor how many months... That you don't have cancer, that you don't have this, um, that cells weren't detected. Mm -hmm. And so she wants to track that because if I get to a point of two years consistency without having cancer, um, then she says, hey, we're going to try to wean you off of this chemo treatment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Being that I am so young, uh, there are newer studies showing that I can be off of treatment, it will have to be closely monitored. They're gonna be watching me like a hawk yeah um it's like kind of like a a risk because I'm like you know now trying to figure out new life without treatment, uh, but that's that you you know we'll get there yes, um I'm just praying for the next. This whole, you know, I'm praying for the next three months and the next three months after that, like short season. Yeah, yeah, that they will just continue on a path to leading up to those two years, Mm -hmm. that then I can I can dive into seeing, you know, let's see what God has in store with, with that. So that's where I'm at. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Now I guess
0: like, you know, where was some what were some times where you struggled? Because yeah. I know that like you trusted, but were there any like specific moments where like like you were at the broken at the bottom of the barrel, yeah, you know, God, why me? you know, oh, yeah, why did you choose me to go through this journey, right, you know,
1: right, if you'd like to share, yeah, I think I mean humanly speaking we we can't handle the load of what mm. suffering comes our way, mm-hmm. uh, humanly. So we'll ask those questions, but I can say that from the beginning, God gave me that sense of peace. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is all a part of something, Joss. Yes. I need you to trust me. I need you to know that I'm going somewhere mm-hmm. with this. And, um, I kind of take, took that as my perspective on how I'm going to see this cancer for the, here on out. Mm-hmm. It was, it wasn't going to be a burden on me. Yeah. It was going to be a story, uh, kind of revealing what God is doing. So I think that perspective allowed me to handle the moments where, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for those cancer-free results yeah. and and I don't get them. And I'm, and the next time, you know, I I walk in and the doctor says, no, Joss, you still have, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's in those moments that I remember that Christ is enough. Okay. It's in those moments that I feel that, his peace and joy sustain me. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, of course, I would love to walk out and be like, yes, I have no more mm-hmm. leukemia right now. Um, and um, sometimes that doesn't happen in the life of a, of a chronic person, with can- uh, in the life of a chronic, uh, someone who has chronic CML. Yes. So being that the journey is every day, um, my faith tells me that your trust in Christ has to be active every single day That's it was um it's more you know I, in the beginning a lot of people were like joss you know why are you always smiling yeah. like you're going through the worst mm-hmm. thing right now mm-hmm. you're going through treatment every single day life is like really changed for you physically you're a woman of god like it's it's honestly confusing mm-hmm. um and I think it's all. It all boils down to, to do you really do you really find Christ sufficient even mm-hmm. in your suffering, um, and so. My life with cancer, my my ongoing journey with it. Is for me to just display Him. So my faith is really a big part of how I'm managing this every day. That's good. Um, my perspective and my outlook on it. So, yes, on the on the rough days, I'm asking God for a little more patience on mm-hmm. the journey. Um on the rough days, I'm asking God to help me when I'm physically tired um mm-hmm. from uh chemo, you know. Uh there are bad days. There are days when you just want to be like, "Man, why is this lifelong? Mm-hmm. Why is this, you know, for yeah, the rest yeah. of my life?" And mm-hmm. So, of course, of course, those moments come, but I always revert to, wait a minute, God God has a purpose and a plan for you, Joss, and it, it's going to require um, some severe trust in him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, thankful, thankful that he would trust me, even to walk down a path to mold me exactly. in, in, in so this okay. way mm-hmm. every day. So, yes
0: that's Mm -hmm. wonderful and beautiful thank you now what advice would you give to someone who's like struggling with their faith and you know this is overall someone who's struggling with you know their faith uncertainty healing um they're going through struggles and they didn't hear that voice of god like you did yeah you know what advice would you give them to encourage them to like Look, I'm going through this, and and God has given me peace. You know what I mean. I'm going through this, and right. you know, God has per- has specifically designed my lane to be like this. And yes, I have questions, but I know that the end result is going to be victorious for yeah, myself, and exactly. it's going to, you know, uh, advance the kingdom of God. You right. know, he's using me as a right, testimony. But right. what advice, like, would you give to someone who's currently going through someone something? And yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a sickness, but right. what advice would you give to them, you know, so that they can continue on,
1: you absolutely. know, just setting their eyes on Jesus? Yeah, absolutely. I think support around you is so key uh, to be able to share what you're really feeling and going through at the moment in time, um, your doubts, your concerns, your fears, your whys, your questions. Uh, those moments, um, to have that one person, to have that two people, whoever mm-hmm. it is, your church, your your pastor, it doesn't even have to be that. It can be your grandma, your mom, uh-huh. it could be your neighbor, it could be yes. your coworker, mm-hmm. it could be anyone. Uh, you just sharing what's going on and vent, kind of venting it out mm-hmm. allows us to be, it kind of places us back in, in perspective of it's just a one moment uh, one moment that you will get through one moment yes. that you will be able to live through you know yes. and so I really I think it boils down to your perspective on what you're facing um, if you're facing something that of course is going it, it's it's tough it's rough mm-hmm. um, but your perspective on it is is frail and your perspective on it is more so of a, of a complaint more than just trusting. Um, I would just say to kind of change the way you're thinking about what you're going through. What is, I often ask myself, Joss, what is, what is this teaching you today? Mm -hmm. What is your treatment? (laughs) What is uh, your, your life journey? Um, What is it going to teach you today? And often it, it brings me back to, there's purpose. Yes. There's, there's strength mm-hmm. um, in all of this. So I would just say support, of course, is, is key to those who feel like weak and tired and weary uh, to share with someone, to talk to um, A lot of people when, when we have uh, cancer... And we, we, we kind of just want to be listened to. Yes. Um, and I know on the other end, people are like a little scared. They're they're worried they might mess say something yeah, up or I was they're gonna worried. Say that. Like, they're worried. don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah. Don't so know. you're timid or, or, you know, or maybe they won't even come at all. And maybe mm-hmm. they'll kind of isolate you or maybe they'll uh, just hope that someone else encourages you. And yeah. it's just like, no, like you just be there for them. And um, it's really important just to listen. I think... Um, I'm a great listener. I love listening mm. to others and their stories and their journeys. And I appreciated it when I could just kind of share yes. whatever it was. And then I was encouraged by them at that point. I was encouraged by their faith and their uh, reminders of, Joss, you're you're on a path that God created and he knows um, every detail by name. So definitely just to encourage um, those who are feeling that way Um share with others, and also view your perspective. Check your perspective. How are you seeing your journey every day? That's good. Yeah. That's so good. Awesome.
0: Jocelyn, thank you for sharing. Thank you so much for yes, your you. beautiful, wonderful, courageous story. Um We have a special treat. Um, we have a spoken word because not only Jocelyn, a servant, a friend, and encourager, but she also has the gift of, like, poetry and words. You know, God uses her in that aspect. I've heard her many times do her spoken word. I I heard her about two years ago doing the anointed. Yeah. The anointed spoken word, and that was amazing. Um, But she's going to share a spoken word with us, and I asked her to to just share and encourage, and and that's what she's done so far, and she's going to actually give us a little inside of her
1: spoken word and it's called in the waiting yes so enjoy in the waiting your heart beats faster your thoughts scream louder your doubts become larger and time continues to pass waiting you question god when will it happen when will your promise ever come to pass When will I hold in my possession the very thing you created me to have? Waiting. Time stands still. Seasons change. And the silence is still the very same. I am reminded of the promise even though it is miles away. Yet my faith begins to whisper. There is more on the way. Waiting. Don't you recognize I am time? I am the Alpha and Omega. I am the one who places each moment in order from beginning till the very end. Do you really trust me? Or is this promise just for you and for your selfish gain waiting? Do you trust me when I say not yet? Do you trust me when I say my child Salah, just rest? Do you question my ability to complete the promise that I have spoken over you? Do you realize that all this time, all I am doing is I am working on you, waiting? The process is not punishment. No, the waiting is not in vain. You will soon see the fruit of your promise for there is purpose in your pain, waiting. Your heart beats faster, but so does my love for you. Your thoughts scream louder. But i am the one who will always come through your doubts become larger but don't believe the lies ahead time continues to pass choose to place your hope in me instead waiting beautiful
0: thank you thank you i wanted to ask um, yeah if you have like any final words for like encouraging young women um I was like, I was looking at that. And I was like, I know you have something to say, so um, I wanted you to share something, you know, to encourage young women moving forward. Um, so go ahead.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to all of our young women and girls, just to be careful and not discouraging your own self by comparing yourself or your timeline with others. Uh, being in my twenties and being in my late twenties now. Um, and find, and, and kind of at 23 years old, when I was diagnosed with cancer, that timeline kind of flew out the door. God mm-hmm. asked me to like, you need to surrender that timeline mm-hmm. and, um, <sighs> just be sure that you're not comparing yourself or your life to others. Uh, be careful not to get wrapped up in the pressures or expectations. This world will throw your way. You have to be grounded be careful not to get wrapped up in all the pressures or expectations this world throws your way, and ground your faith in Christ. Um, that way, your faith is unmovable; it's unshakable, and you're on the right path.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, so Jocelyn. Great. Absolutely. Yay, so ah, happy. This is so awesome. <laughs> um, so there you have it, Joss. Thank you so much for joining me at the table. Um, I truly have been so blessed by your story and especially your presence. Like. You fill the room. Yeah, it's oh, so warm gosh. and inviting, oh. and it's like that peace and that you have yeah. is it's it's contagious. Oh. So thank you, thank you so much. Like from the bottom of my oh it. my gosh. So thank I you so much. I feel that love. Thank you. So um, soon. I pray that the Lord continues to bless you, Amen. to guide you, to heal you yes. in Jesus' name. Yes. That Amen. from these next two years, that you know those cells will be undetectable yes. in the name of yes. Jesus, and that. You can testify. Absolutely. Continue testifying, That's it, yeah. Because every season has its victory. Absolutely. And I'm just. I'm so honored that I feel you're my friend. Absolutely. So I hope that from oh, yes. here. We can just continue with you know our long distance friendship, yeah. <laughs> and definitely I will see you again. Oh yeah, invite you back on benevolence, awesome. and we can do something. I don't know, we can do something oh, together. Oh yeah, let's do it for sure, for sure. <laughs> let's do it um, to advance the awesome. kingdom. Um So make sure to follow Joss on Instagram at it's Joss Lopez, and it's Joss with a double S. So it's Joss J O S S L O P E Z and stay up to date on her life and find her on facebook as well there's that's where she shares most of her cml yes um, information and her her updates and things like that and just continue to have her in your prayers yes, um you. she is strong beautiful inside and out so i definitely would like for you to just show her some love and and follow her on instagram or facebook to just stay up to date on her life and thank you all for tuning into Benevolence, where kindness matters and all are welcome to the table. Did you know that Benevolence has its own Instagram? Make sure to follow me at Benevolence Podcast or at I am Sassy Diaz to know a little bit more about me and Benevolence. Benevolence Podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If there is a topic that you would like for me to discuss in the future, please do not hesitate to email me at benevolencepodcast at gmail.com with requests, petitions, questions, comments, or testimonials. I want to hear from you. And stay tuned for next Monday's episode of Benevolence. You don't want to miss it. Bye.